Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre hey. Podcast. My name is Mark. That breathy greeting was Kaneda. Miles. <laughs> I am Tetsuo. We're joined by Kaneda. Miles, how are you? Um, I think getting better. I still have a little cough. Oh. I'll always have it. It lasts a long time, the COVID cough. I forgot about that, but. For the rest of my life. Yeah. It goes away after like, I don't know, a couple months. <laughs> I did not have that cough. I'm lucky and strong. <laughs> strong. I'm strong. I'm a weakling. Yeah. Well, hopefully your running gets good once again. You know. Hopefully I did, you can, I don't know. I knew someone at my last job who was a runner in college and stuff. And she said she had COVID, I think, once or tw- she may have had it twice. And she's like, my lung capacity has not recovered. So Sucks. we're also joined by Jackie. Hi. Who's not coughing. Jackie, how are you feeling? I'm I'm actually better. I I'm, I had a tummy ache earlier, but now it, it doesn't hurt. Anymore. You just wanted food, right? No, it started to feel better uh, just from like after the baby went to sleep and I sat on the couch. That's and what it was. You had babyitis and you were <laughs> sick of the baby. <laughs> we're also joined by a baby. No, she's not here. She's okay, asleep. she's she's asleep. Oh wait, where's the monitor? Did I did I Did we forget it three times? We forgot it three times. <laughs> uh do you want to get it so I can finish the intro? <laughs> All right, but you gotta tell them how we lo- how we forgot the monitor three oh, times. You just did, but yeah. Well, okay. I was like, oh, I forgot the monitor. Mark, can you go? Because he was he was going on his way down. So I was like, Mark, can you go get it? He come, um, he comes up. I'm like, did you get it? He's like, oh, I forgot. And so then I'm like, it's okay. I'm going to go refill my water. And then I go down to get it. And then I also forgot it. Yeah. Anyway. But the baby is safe. <laughs> We'd hear her through the wall. I'll it's be right fine. Back. Anyway, this is a podcast about parenting. Uh, no, it's not. It's about jojo's bizarre adventure the tv anime that has been going on and off since 2012 but when we're not watching jojo because we've covered all of it you can find our back catalog on whatever you use for podcasts if you don't find us on your podcatcher let me know and if that's the case i don't know how you're listening to this but uh (laughs) when we're not watching jojo we're watching other stuff and this week thanks to a patreon subscriber a Patreon patron. Oh. We are what we are going to be talking about Akira, the 1988 movie. I'm looking. I'm trying to remember who this is. This is a Shungun pick. Thanks, Shun. That brought us Akira. We've all seen Akira in some capacity earlier in our lives, of course. I was trying to think of why. I, did you show it to me? It's possible. What? Hi, I'm back. We're probably jumping the gun, but we were talking about why the times we've seen Akira before this. I saw it once in theaters. You saw it once in theaters with me, and I have zero recollection of it. It was only seven years ago. I found the proof. I, I was like, wow. no, I was like, we definitely saw it in the in a theater, and then I went and I checked my email, and I I found the uh, the ticket stub. But I have no recollection. I probably fell asleep. I think you did. Wow. Yeah, which is a bummer because this looked really good. Except for a few times where it did not look really good, but... <laughs> when did it not look good? I guess we'll talk about I it. I can tell you specifics, but okay, we'll get into Akira and all that stuff later. Next week. But first, we need to check in with our very special children, our listeners. Mm. We need to read some emails that were sent to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Listen, you try to do better with the word Akira as a the key, podcast title, as the, you know? A key mail. A key mail? <laughs> That's horrible. It is. Our, our doer walls. Nope, that's just what they say. Uh, they don't, you know, they don't do like human instrumentality project and stuff like that. We have to check in with our Supreme Council, the listeners. Mm. something like that again emails that were sent to jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com i'm beginning to worry we didn't get any and i didn't need to even worry about it we have one we do have one oh, from dario from dario brando miles you read or you have you have a scratchy throat you don't have to no dario all right this email is from dario 
The subject line is, how are you guys doing? Well, you already found out. <laughs> Hello there, how are you guys doing? Good. My name is Dario. I seriously don't think you guys remember my name because it's been so long since I last emailed, but I don't know. I remember. I remember. How can we forget Dario? That's one of the earliest JoJo characters. True. I'm a longtime listener. I started listening to your podcast when I was 18 and now I'm 22 and still really like your content. Well, good. That's good. My Neighbor Totoro is one of my favorite Miyazaki films. I really like the animation quality and the wonderful, cute art. One interesting aspect of this film I keep thinking about is the psychological side of it all. Why did the kids start to see all those magical creatures? Are they part of a dream? Are they some manifestation of their subconscious to suppress something? It's all very interesting. Sorry for the long email. I hope Miles is feeling better. Hugs <laughs> and kisses from Brazil. Yay! Atenciosamente, Dario. Oh, it does say that. I don't know what that means. Attentively? Oh, and, we, and we got your WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to read that. Can we message him on WhatsApp? We could. It means yours sincerely. Ah, atenciosamente. Yeah. Yeah, we... uh. It's, it's atenciosamente. Oh, you're right. In Italian? <laughs> that sounded Italian. No, he's right about T's in, in, oh, really? in Portuguese. Mm. Like they call football, futebol. Oh, okay. They pronounce them like che. I should, I should learn how to read Portuguese because I, I know Spanish. So I bet if I, I mean, I can kind of read Portuguese. Like if I look, if I look at Portuguese written out, I can kind of understand what's happening. Like I'll, I'll read tweets. Right. I'll read tweets and stuff and I'll be like, I think I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But it's different. Yeah, we, we read about the the theory that Totoro is the god of death or mm-hmm. the angel of death and he was coming for their, their mom. Yeah. If it's psychological, it could be like they are worried about their mom and so they're and they're out in the woods and they don't have friends and stuff and they're mm. just thinking about escaping. It's escaping their reality. That's a little scary. Or it's yeah, or it's like something in the forest is like, like the 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 forest itself, the nature is keeping them entertained and safe mm. from harm. Because the forest loves children. Yeah, as long as they're nice to it. Because some mm. children come in there with chainsaws and they cut down all the trees. And Osha is not happy. I was going to make a Yellow Jackets reference, and I'm like, no, I'm Jackie, make, you can't do it. I'm going to make a Yellow Jackets reference every episode Jackie, now. that show is over. <laughs> There's going to be more episodes. That strike is going to last so long, who knows what happens. Anyway, other children might eat each other in the woods. Oh, yeah. I think once a day, every day, a child eats another child in the oh woods. Oh, my God. Speaking of the strike, is this podcast officially pro-management? Uh... No, we're not part of any union. We don't have any writers either. We don't have anything. Oh. <laughs> we're nothing. <laughs> this is We're talent. Indie. Are we talent? Do you think maybe we'll get a bump in listeners because they can't see <laughs> good TV and movies? There's so they'll listen to us talk about other movies that they can't yeah. and TV that they could watch because it's old. They could still watch good stuff. They just have to watch old stuff. Whereas we are hot and fresh and new every week. Mm-hmm. It's true. You Do know. you think we'd be scabs if we wrote a TV show? Uh, yes, I guess so. Are you allowed? Are you allowed to write if you're not in the in the writers guild or whatever? Are you allowed to do it? <laughs> well, the big companies have agreements with the unions often that they will not work with non-union people, I believe, but there's sometimes exceptions and stuff. I don't know. Mm. There's like exceptions right now where indie productions can move forward with union members. Mm. because With union members? Right. Because the indie productions are not part of the, the coalition of production companies and stuff. Uh, so they can't really negotiate the... They're not... like. Right. They're not they, fighting. They can the... negotiate separately. Like A24 cut a deal with the unions. Oh, that's nice. Right. Because the big the big companies are the ones that have all the money and do the big productions and stuff. Mm. And they're the ones that talk with the union. And so by screwing them mm. over and, and th- only going to do indie movies, people mm. still get movies. Actors still get paid. Mm. Not as much. But the big companies will have to come to the bargaining table. That's cool. Yeah. But Good luck. I, w- I saw someone forecast that like, well, a lot of CEOs are like 
they're still going to go out on their yachts on the summer and they're just going to say, fuck it, let them Mm -hmm. starve during the summer. So who knows? Look, you've got streaming apps now. It's going to be different. You can watch old stuff. They like making a lot of money. So if they're not making, if they're making a lot of money, but not a lot, a lot, a lot of money, then they might be like, I want a lot more money. Yeah, maybe the, are any of the companies public? I don't know. Yeah, they'll be losing money somehow. This was boring for all of our listeners. Yeah, this is labor pod now. Our listeners care about media and they want to know when Not about boring labor stuff. They don't care. The Japanese media industry is not on strike. It's true. As far as I know. But they have gone on strike as Akira reminded us. Oh, yeah, true. Speaking Um, of. It's relevant. It's all relevant. It is all relevant. <laughs> uh, again, that was an email sent to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. You can help us pad this podcast out with emails. <laughs> Thanks for writing in, Dario. No, no, no. It gives us something to talk about. And we have to be held accountable for our past episodes. You know, you say that was a real lack of analysis on Totoro. We could say, sure. That's not really what we do, but, but yes. Folks, we have a Patreon. That's another way to interact with us and make us do things. If you go to patreon.com slash jjbpod, you can support this little podcast for as little as $1 a month. That gets you access to the Patreon feed, which includes Miles's weekly cultural reference newsletter, and I think he's going to have a busy one for this week. Uh, also, the occasional bit of deleted audio from the main podcast feed will make its way there. For $3 a month, you get access to the same Patreon feed, the same warm and fuzzy feeling on the inside, and we will also thank you out loud on the podcast, which we'll do in just a moment, because I also want to say that if for even just one month, switch to this level and then switch right back off, for $15, you will be sponsoring an episode of the podcast and we will watch the anime that you choose, as long as it's like three regular episodes of an anime or a movie. That's not 10 hours long. But yeah, I mean, again, that's why we're watching Akira. That's why we watched Oshinoko. Why we watched Trigun Stampede. All sorts of anime really running the gamut here. Uh, Let's thank... But mostly, but all anime. All anime, unless it's porno. We'll watch that off pod. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Don't have to pay me to watch some drawn boobies. Am I right? Yes. Yeah, you are right. <laughs> like about all of us, I'm right, right? We agree. Yes. <laughs> okay. Do not have to pay. So thank you to Colin. Clit Rocket. Shungoon. Matt. Hentai Homie. I love Jojo Uwu. Daniel. Dalton. Soliloquy. Kasoon. Lord Zendar. Omar. Jumbo. Katie. Bloof. Nocturnal. Mirror Man. Austin. Tim. Martin. Aquosus. Christian. And Chad. Chad. Great job, everybody. Thanks for supporting the show. You're welcome. Kaneda! Thank you to Kaneda. <laughs> uh, man, I have things to say oh, about also that. Also, thank scene. you to Tetsuo! <laughs> So this is a it's a movie about friendship. It's a movie. It's a lighthearted slice of life. <laughs> uh, Listen, yeah, I don't. Think, I get it now. I think we can get into it. Yeah. Do you have any background you want to share? Too much that I can't even. I can't even like start with it because then it would be so boring. It would just be me talking. But the basics are: this is a hugely popular, hugely influential uh, anime film from 1988 it is directed by and based on the manga of the same guy katsuhiro mm. otomo mm. Um, talented person it's funny because it's born of he was like starting one manga and then he didn't have time it didn't make good plans couldn't finish it and he was frustrated so for akira he was like i'm gonna plan everything he plans it he's like it's gonna take six months to make this manga he then wrote it for eight years Wow. Then when he made this movie, uh, basically like this, this movie started production in 87. This was the height of Japan's economy. Basically, they had this like economic bubble that was just growing and growing and it, it, it collapsed in like early 90s. But at this point, somebody came to him and was like, do you want to make an anime movie out of Akira? Because it was very popular. 
uh, and it wasn't finished yet, but mm. there was a lot. And he's like, sure, as long as I have complete creative control, they said no problem. Seven companies came together to make this movie in terms of funding, in terms of, I don't know, research and stuff. Wow. And he's like, it was the dumbest idea I could do to try and make a movie out of this because I had to cut out so much stuff that it, it became its own plot. The the, the Akira mm. manga takes these characters in a slightly different direction. It does have an apocalyptic event, but this only covers half of the events. Mm. There's like way more after sort of the events of this movie in the manga. Mm. Um, but the movie is credited in part with like making anime popular in, outside Japan in the West. Uh, it has over 160,000 cells of animation that were hand painted Wow. Which is two to three times more than your standard anime movie, including Studio Ghibli. You mm. know, that animation is amazing, but it's more traditional in terms mm. of the like, you know, what is it? Five. Uh, it's what, what I can't remember the freaking measurement. It's like five frames a second, something like that. Um, this is super fluid. And uh, the creator heard this musician this like musician group's album from a few years before and was like do you want to do the music for akira and yeah there's a lot to get into but it's um it's apocalyptic it's like it's brutal the watching this anime is like just be ready to appreciate the visuals but like it's bleak mm-hmm. and violent and fucked up uh but after watching it this time i am an akira believer i like this movie way more than i ever have and i think wow some of that is because of my now like political awareness and political learnings mm. uh miles were you gonna say the same thing you leaned in yeah because yeah i was prepared because like it's been a long time since i've watched this movie and i feel like i was left with like the feeling of that i didn't really get it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now so I was prepared to, I was going into it like, I'm going to see, like, this movie's probably overrated now, but it, like, exceeded my expectations. And it, and now I, like, I understand, like, it's with good reason that, like, it's so influential and so highly regarded. Yeah. This is proof that, like, if you throw a ton of money at something and let the artist do what they want, you'll make something really sick. Like, you just will. I think it depends on the artist. But that's probably true. But even artists, <laughs> some, pe- some people are really creative and they like can't, they don't really know what they're doing or they, they can't, they can't actually execute, you know, like well, they can't actually finish something. Well, that's even Evangelion. I mean, the last yeah. episodes, people say that, oh, they ran out of money, but apparently they ran out of time because they'd have arguments over what the characters should do and blah, blah, blah. And if you don't plan something and you do a TV mm-hmm. show, then it ends up getting really messy and fucked up. And, and, and the creator of Eva would get super depressed and stuff. Mm. Um, but again, that's why End of Evangelion is a great movie because it's a movie. It's a concentrated, planned thing, uh, which is also interesting that they a few years ago talked about doing an Akira series. They were like, "We're going to do it," and then COVID nineteen said, "No, you're not." Uh, so that, but they haven't announced canceling it either. Wasn't it weird watching them talk about the twenty twenty Olympics in this movie? By the way, oh, because it's like apparently there was like. They they referenced Akira when they were deciding to cancel to postpone the twenty twenty Olympics in real life. That's isn't it isn't it weird that like a world disaster actually did well technically postpone the twenty twenty Olympics? Yeah. It is really weird. Everyone was looking forward to it and then a big thingy happened. Apparently this is inspired by the Otomo says that this is inspired by Tetsujin twenty eight, Tetsujin Niju Hachigo, uh, which is about like the government trying to understand a latent power by building mm. something like a new type of technology. Uh, so I thought it was like very obviously about like a, like a nuclear anxiety movie. Yeah. Well, it is his teenage years, I think, or his early childhood years was like watching post-war Japan and it had all the same stuff. It had a military that rebelled the government. It had strikes. Uh, there were student protests in the 60s government corruption obviously but yeah after things are destroyed like there's a vacuum of power a vacuum of spirit you know uh and some very strange shit can happen and so yeah this is definitely mirroring um world war ii 
but it's weird because this this Akira's plot seems to feature two apocalypses. The end of the movie, by the way, did you guys know that Neo Tokyo is it's not like old Tokyo rebuilt. They put artificial islands in Tokyo Bay and they build a new city on that. Oh. And that's what then blows up here. So it's like <laughs> old Tokyo cratered and then they built a new little Tokyo and that now is nothingness. Um but yeah, I, and we watched this on Crunchyroll, which has the 4K remaster. Oh, I watched it on Hulu. Shit. That might also be the the 4K remaster. If not, you should probably watch the one on Crunchyroll. Blu-ray fanatics, like movie home theater fanatics, don't like the 4K one. There's times where I get why, but other people have spoken out and said it's really not as bad as people are making it out to be because whenever they like up when they like go to restore movies all these old animation cells and the film itself has grain on it and so they'll run digital like smoothing what they call noise reduction and sometimes Mm -hmm. you lose tiny details Mm. there's a little bit of that here what's more the problem is sometimes like certain layers because they put the cells on top of each other certain layers are not in focus so like the scrubbed clean ones that are on top look weird for when i really noticed it i think it's 17 minutes in they're they're at like the military police station and he's like so you were all riding your bikes to see your sick mom when they show like all the kids sitting there they look like they're gonna float off the screen it's fucking weird Mm. but it's not like lazy ai weirdness it's just you know when you try to clean things up and you don't have you know super focused sharp originals then that could happen overall looks good i did not notice that yeah, there's only a few moments. Overall, it's good, I think. Um, and it's it's crazy that they that they did this. I I didn't find the story of like how the producer came to him or how how anybody greenlit this. Again, I think the bubble economy has something to do with it. And it was already a popular manga, so they probably figured that it would make a lot of money. Yeah, maybe like my brain only hears industry stories like on our side of the woods, like after 2008. And like now everything's about like, well, no, actually, sorry, post 70s movie budgets got really conservative because there were a few like, okay, directors in the 70s, they know what they're doing. They make these personal movies, but then they did like some big budget ones that tanked. Mm -hmm. And so then they were like, it's only blockbusters. That's the movies we're going to make. Big summer movies like Jaws, you know, or Action Movie Man. Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Um. And Star Wars also partially motivated Otomo to do this manga, by the way. Mm. So maybe before like Japan's bubble, that's how they were like. They were like, just put money into it. By golly, the kids love it. And then the economy crashes. And then maybe it's more like, all right, tell me now why you need to have all these artists draw so many fucking cells. Apparently, this was also voice acted before it was drawn, which is really weird. That's not normally how things are done. Um even in Japan, even now. So maybe that's an argument to watch the the subtitled version. I don't know how well the uh, other voice actors, the other language voice actors did, you know, matching the uh, the very specific mouth movements on this. And yet the, the, the music here is from this like experimental music group that features like over a hundred people. A lot of the music you're hearing is old indonesian like folk music called jegog and gamelan it's incredible yeah so i i forget which is which i think jegog is where they're playing basically it looks like giant marimbas or xylophones out of bamboo of different sizes and they hit them with hammers and then gamelan is they have a bunch of like metal pots and they're banging on those um and some of it is digital and they had to write new software to even be able to play the tunings because standard digital instruments of the time, they wouldn't let you make the tunings that Indonesian folk music does. So it's that it's got some digital stuff. So like the music itself is a fusion of like organic religious type sounds and occasional, like, you know, uh, artificial drums. So it's like technology and organics coming together, which I think makes sense for this. Cause Tetsuo ends up being just like wires and, bulging flesh and stuff and it's really weird i don't know that song where the guy's breathing really hard i don't know what that's 
Oh yeah, by. okay. You noticed that too, because yeah. I wrote that down. I was like, "What is this fucking just breathing?" <laughs> it's called Battle with Clowns. So it's specifically part of it is when they're fighting the clown gang. Oh, because it's it comes back towards the end, and they're not fighting clowns. I think. Yeah, yeah. I do think that. I don't think the soundtrack is like a full two hours. So some stuff mm. is like a motif, and it comes back. Um, what's weird though is that 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 organization I mentioned. I think it's Geno Yamashiro Gumi or something like that. The guy who founded it is actually a agricultural scientist like he has a doctorate in agricultural science but he makes weird awesome music interesting guy so yeah again this was just like take a really cool manga that has a lot of worlds to build from a guy that understands you have to focus if you want to make a project and then just fill it with money and it's cool i think i think that's the formula um but yeah, what else what else do I got? There are like there are so many like visually striking things that I remembered, but there were also so many I had forgotten. Mm. Um like at the beginning when one of the little psychic kids is running through the city and you know the riot police are deploying tear gas. The tear gas reminded me of like of the blob that Tetsuo becomes. Oh, mm. interesting. The the stuffed animal monster scenes are amazing. Like that I definitely remembered. But like Oh yeah. When the when Kay and Kaneda and the rest of like that quote unquote like terrorist group, I guess, are in the shafts underneath the that big building. The scene like the the speeders going through the tunnel and, and, and shining the lights on them. Like that, that is an amazing visual scene. Like there's so many just incredible visuals throughout the entire movie. It's like one of the most striking movies of all time. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those movies where they've played with doing live action versions of it. And like, I'm, I'm fine with that as a what if, but it's the kind of thing where it's like, if it feels at all, like you're trying to short, short change it, you know, and do like too much bad CGI, then like, like it's it's a poison pill. There's no way mm-hmm. you could live up to it because this is something that really can only be animation where the effects yeah. are the exact same quality as like the human beings on their faces and stuff. I was thinking about that, but like the the colors would be off. Like the the red of of Kaneda's jacket like being the same color as everyone's blood, like like things like that, you just I don't think you'd get yeah, I read a statistic about this on IMDb's trivia for this movie. They said something like it has 237 colors, which is more than most other animated movies. And they said 50 colors were invented for this movie, uh, which okay. I, they must mean the paint was invented or something, because yeah. I don't think you can make new colors, right? They've always existed since Noah's Ark. Wow. It's true. He forgot to put infrared on that boat. I can't see that shit. Um, the only voice actor connection for this that I could find was Ryu, the terrorist leader the with leader. the mustache, mm-hmm. played the fake captain of the boat in Stardust Crusaders who had Dark Blue Moon, named Captain Tennille. It's a kind of forgettable fight. It's one of the first ones. Mm. Um, but he is the same. Although now that I think about it, I think it was, yeah, I think it was the David production one, not the OVA. Uh, and just of note, Tetsuo's voice actor was Johan in Monster, and Yusuke in Yu Yu Hakusho. Wait, who who was Yo- who was that? Tetsuo. Oh, Tetsuo. Okay, cool. There's a lot you can say in terms of what like Akira has inspired. I think it has like a lot of parallels with Eva, but I don't think officially that's been mentioned. But like when something that's like powerful is seeking something buried underground that's pow- even more mm-hmm. powerful, like I was like, this is kind of similar. Yeah. <laughs> Government organizations with their own motivations and stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the bike slide, the, the Kaneda's bike slide most recently was homaged in Nope, the Jordan Peele horror movie, but it's, mm-hmm. it's in a bunch of stuff. Um. The thing that's like more personal to me is that there is a, I promise this will be more interesting even if you don't play fighting games, but there's a King of Fighters character 
named K49, who is a blatant Tetsuo clone. Mm. Some of his special moves include his arm gets huge, covered in wires and fleshy oh. and attacks you. Or a big like energy shield forms around him that hurts. Yeah, I've seen that kid, I think. Um, things like that. It's the same voice actor oh. from the movie does the video game. And there's a character that's not a reference to Akira, but it has the same voice actor as Kaneda. And if they face off, they do a line, two lines from the movie, mm. where Tetsuo says Kaneda, and Kaneda says, you son, you five-head motherfucker, basically. Mm. They, don't, they subtitle it as, it's Mr. Kaneda to you, punk. Mm-hmm. But I looked at the line, and he calls him like a big forehead fucker. Mm. He's, Which I wrote down. I commented. I was like, he's got, I forget what I wrote, but I was like, oh, right. I wrote uh, R.I.P. Tetsuo's hairline. That's yeah, it's not doing so hot. No. It's, it's getting bigger and bigger. It's going way, way back. Um, back into time. <laughs> what is How does the rest of that go? Way back. Back into time. Ah, or maybe that's the end of it. Maybe that's the end of the, the sample. Anyway. But what is the song? Oh, it's sampled in a bunch of songs. I've heard it in a few things. Oh, here's what Otomo said about conceiving of this. I wanted to draw this story set in a Japan similar to how it was at the end after the end of World War II, rebelling governmental factions, a rebuilding world, foreign political influence, an uncertain future, a bored and reckless young generation racing each other on bikes. Akira is the story of my own teenage years rewritten to take place in the future. I never thought too deeply about the two main characters as I made them. I just projected how I was like when I was younger. The ideas naturally flowed out from my own memories. I love Kaneda as a character. I think he's like, he was like the one thing keeping it remotely light throughout. Mm. Yeah, I love when... Uh, the terrorist group catches him and he's like, don't they say the dumbest questions are the ones never asked? And then he's like, they don't say that? <laughs> right, as it, right as it fades out, he's like, you are naive. <laughs> what were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say, but I thought Tetsuo was an annoying person. Yeah, he's an example of like, you take a kid who had like an inferiority complex, yeah. you just give him a ton of power and yeah, he's going to go He's he's gonna go insane with power. I mean, this is also he got he yeah he went like evil really quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, some of it's because the government also yeah did shit that may have enhanced it. Because did you guys realize I until like halfway through the movie I didn't realize that the government didn't give him the powers. I thought they did. Right, like my memory of it was that they did, but then I thought about. How they say like, oh, like they analyze him before even taking him in. They're just like, yeah, look at his signature on this 3D thingy. Oh, for some reason, I thought that they were in that scene. I For some reason, I thought they were talking about Takeshi, the little old boy. Yeah, the little old boy. <laughs> <laughs> not, a re- not a reference to old boy. The movie, not the but Korean just, movie. He's just a little boy who is old some boys are old <laughs> but it's it's never really stated why tetsubo or akira or any of the other kids get powers yeah um i thought maybe tetsubo was supposed to be that he, i thought i thought they experimented on him or something and gave him powers well but I guess they not. do but they also give him pills that help him keep the power in check um which then wear off in the when he's at the olympic stadium Mm. Um, but yeah I thought maybe it was like the crash that he was in like his motorcycle exploding or just him being like, close to that it, little it, old boy interacting with yeah he almost cra- he crashes into Takashi right sort of I think Takeshi uses his like shield to sort of mm. blow it up or something but his AT field though his AT field uh, but but you know all the other characters are also close to that little boy at one point so it's tough yeah I think it was like latent inside of him I think the the biggest loser here has got to be that girl. Uh, Who has a crush on him or, yeah. Then she gets crushed in him, yeah. Kaori or something? Yeah. Kaori, yeah. That I, was sad. I Because I knew that scene was coming. I just knew it was. And then it did. And I was like, Ugh. and they also like rip her shirt off and punch her in the face like earlier in the movie. Oh, and I yeah. was like, oh, right. She's, she has a bad time of it. Yeah, she gets the worst. Yeah. Um. I, I, yeah, I couldn't believe that Kaneda... Kaneda should have died, like, so many times in this movie. That's true. He's the man, though. 
It's interesting because, yeah, watching it, it's like in the beginning, I'm like, these guys are like irresponsible and stupid and they're hurting innocent people. But then, like, watching him be part of, like, the terrorist group, I'm like, well, that kind of makes sense because he is used to violence and he's a daredevil. Mm -hmm. So he would be a kid that could be swept into that sort of thing. So that kind of uh, worked out better than I remembered. Um, but yeah, crazy movie. That, that's just, that's just, <laughs> that ends up being my analysis. It's just like, it's fucking good. damn, that shit was crazy. Uh, two dogs die, and I said, "What did uh, fucking Araki write this?" Yeah, Akira's Araki scrambled, isn't it? Almost. Oh, Almost. is it? Wait, it is. Yeah. Araki. Did you yeah. guys? So shit. I said that I did not understand this movie the first. I guess I think I've seen it at least two other times. Mm-hmm. I still like the ending and the way Tetsuo and Kaneda get saved. Is still confusing to me. It's muddy. But I also think it's like not that important. Like I think it's like not. the theme of the movie is like is that it's like a warning. It's like an Icarus story almost. Like it's worried about whether humans have developed the capacity to destroy themselves. Mm. But I still have no idea like what like like what physically happens at the end. Yeah, I mean, and again, it's different from the manga because they he just had to write it that way. He had to make it separate from what he was building on in the manga. But it seems like the energy that is created is so huge that it like creates a new universe. And that's where Tetsuo ends up. Oh. But the kids are okay. stuck in there with him. Who, by the way, did you guys feel like the one kid that's in the car a lot? Do you feel like he looks like a little Republican boy? I don't know. Yeah, because he's wearing about. a suit. He's wearing a suit. He's got this part. I was like, he's like a Ted Kennedy or Donald Trump. I don't know. Okay. He just looks know. like a little Republican. Because he had a big head. He's uh, Yeah, he had a huge head. Um, and, they, and he looks old, right? Yeah. Well, they yeah. all look old. Well, they all look old. Tetsuo yeah. didn't look old. Because he didn't want to be a part of that grotesque kindergarten, mm. is what he says. By the way, that stuffed animal scene, <laughs> my theory there is that that would have worked if he was like a little ass boy. But they don't remember that he's like a teenager who's not like yeah. as easily frightened. So he's able to kind of fight back. Mm. Uh, I also thought that when it's time to buy our daughter stuffed animals, we can't buy too many. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to walk in there and hear like, blum, 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 And then they're going to start coming together and bleeding milk and it's going to be horrible. Okay. So we got to keep that in mind. Okay. I don't know if that music was part of the whole folk thing. If it was, maybe I'm a racist now that I made those noises. But I think they were just someone going brum, brum, brum. Like, I don't think it was part of any culture. Okay. Hmm. Can't be sure. Cool. That's a parallel this shares with Ghost in the Shell, by the way. Ghost in the Shell also has strangely ancient sounding music, despite being set in the future. Good idea. It's It sounds so cool. Yeah, it is a good idea. It Because it, it, it is otherworldly. Like, literally ancient Asian music does not use the same tuning. Like what is considered quote detuned or out of tune is not out of tune to the people that made it. So I think the the scales have more notes. Yeah, but that's the thing is we call notes that are a certain a certain number of cents off. We call them, you know, off, right? Mm-hmm. You're sharp, you're flat. But to them it's like, no, that's a matter of opinion. There's nothing natural about what we think is key on key and off key, but that's how my brain is, and it's stuck that way. But this music still seems cool. Did anything, like, is there anything just visually that you were like, oh, shit, that looks great? Like everything. There are so many things for me. Yeah, it's, I guess it's everything. Well, I love when he puts the, like, it's purely a style thing. <laughs> like, when he puts the red cape on. Yes. <laughs> is when I went like, this fucking slaps, man. Yeah, I love it because the thing is, he's a kid. He's a teenager, so he's like, I gotta have a fucking cape. Yeah, he knows. I love. I'm, when... I'm old, and I'm like, yeah, put that fucking cape on. Yeah, it's eternal. When he's trying to get off the like Olympic throne and like the circuitry that he integrated into himself, keeps trying to grip it. Like that looks amazing, and it's one of those things where I'm like, how did the animators even know that that's how that should look? You know, that's not a thing that happens. You're not like, oh, I was trying to pick up all these wires, but they kept getting sucked into my stone chair, but it looks like natural. It looks like, yeah, that would How happen. How do they have all these ideas? 
Why don't I have any ideas? Otomo had written a ton of manga by this point, including a short story called Highway Star, by the way. He probably likes the same music as Araki because that's a stand in JoJo's. Mm. Um, but before this, he wrote a, a manga called Domu that people really love and is like some similar themes. Uh, like the manga itself was written because a manga magazine was like, come on, man, please write a story with us. Like he was in demand. He's just, he's got the brain for it. He's also, he was also friends with Satoshi Kon. Mm. Um, Satoshi Kon helped out on some stuff. I think they, I bet those guys had real fucked up conversations. <laughs> They're like, oh shit, what if his eyeballs was made of smaller eyeballs? Yeah. <laughs> what if the floor was liquid suddenly? Yeah. These guys seem cool as hell. Um, whatchamacallit did you you know what i think every time i see this movie when he actually finds akira and it's just little liquid jars like body parts and doesn't it kind of look like he discovered a bunch of ice cold brewskis no like it's a bunch of beers (laughs) no like he's just gonna tailgate a bud commercial someone if someone hasn't photoshopped that then it should happen i don't know if i'm the person to do it but i just if anyone has a Photoshop of it, I'd like to like, see it. When my brain is literally exploding with power, nothing <laughs> makes me chill more than a Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> you could probably pay somebody on Fiverr to, to Photoshop that for you. Yeah, that's true. I'll do it. Um, I love also that the there's CG used in like a few cases here. The only obvious use of it is when they're like checking the energy signature of Tetsuo comparing it to Akira. Oh, the like, the the circular like, the little graph dome thing. Yeah, the like dome simulator. But it makes sense because it feels out of place because it is mapping this like superhuman energy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, God damn it, it works. But they also use CG to like map the way some debris fall. They would like draw over some CGI rocks falling and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But it, it it's never totally jarring or lazy looking, which is great. Uh, one thing I gained an appreciation for on this watch was the one little gangster who wears a tie the whole time. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, he's good. He's the only one who lived, too. Because <laughs> he's a professional, and he knows. <laughs> Gotta dress for the occasion, or you'll get exploded by a psychic. But I think, like, between understanding the movie a little bit more now and also already having seen it and being prepared for the darkness that's here... It, I, I'm way less. It used to. This movie used to just depress me. Like I would watch and just think about like all the children that die and shit and all the bulbous exploding body parts and yeah, I don't know. Now I'm like, this movie's good. And they people do other shit in the comic. I'll probably read that at some point. You know, I tried reading the comic, like at a Barnes and Noble or something, and I was just confused. It seems confusing. Oh no, no, no. I'm wrong. That's Ghost in the Shell I'm thinking of. Never mind. Goodbye. Also seems confusing. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's other brilliant visual things here. Miles, like when uh, when Tetsuo crashes into little old boy, uh, Takeshi, is his name Takeshi, you guys say? Yeah. Takashi. Takashi. Uh, that, then like there's all the smoke coming out of his like exploded bike. So when the, the helicopters show up, they like they all blow the smoke in different directions. It's kind of like a cool way to introduce these like helicopters is like suddenly the smoke parts. Mm. That that was really cool. That was something they could have easily sidestepped and been like, eh, don't have too much smoke. That's hard to draw. Like, no, we're going to actually make it look cooler that way. The other thing that, uh, you just reminded me of at the end of the movie, after everything clears up and the way the light goes through the clouds and you see the sunspots going across the ground. Yeah. That was really cool. I remember the sun coming through the clouds. I don't remember them, the sun spot on the ground. Damn. I missed it. It's good shit. It's good shit, man. <sighs> Jackie, what notes do you have? <coughs> I have lots of notes. Yeah, because we didn't go beat by beat. No, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to go beat by beat. And yeah, I don't want to go beat Do you have any beat. notes that you took that you don't know what the fuck they mean? We'll get there. We'll get there. So I just want to say that I've seen this movie. I've I've seen it already, right? I saw it. Bef- I saw it once before. I saw it in theaters with Mark, who fell asleep. It must have. And I remember now that I've seen it a second because the first. So the first time I saw it, I was like, I think I've seen this movie, and then I watched 
it in the in the theater and I was like, oh no, I've never seen this movie before, but I really loved it. But I forgot that all happened. Well, I mean, I remembered. So then when I re- when we rewatched it uh, for this podcast, I was like, I think I saw this before. And then I start wa- when we start watching it, I was like, I don't remember this at all. I don't think I'm going to like this movie. And then I kind of like zoned out because there was like motorcycles and shit. And I was like, I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. Jackie's brain shuts off if there's a large (laughs) vehicle on screen. (laughs) I figured I was like, I was like, what is it about motorcycles that I feel like it's doing the same thing to me as like when I I just don't care about like big mecha anime shit. So I was like kind of dismissing this movie from like the beginning. And then like as we went on, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I really like this movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I remember your reactions to it in this in like when we finished it because we had to watch this in two parts. But yeah, the second time I was like, well, you, you didn't seem like you were into this movie. What is it? But yeah, it's no, I forgot that. I re- And I, I think like it, I, I get really sold on it, like kind of the second half of the movie is what really sells me. I, I really I like when I when I'm like, oh, I fucking love this is like the body horror shit. Like when he starts to turn into this big gross blob, I was like, oh, this is for me. This is my kind of movie. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was a kind of weird <laughs> roller coaster of opinions, especially because I was like, "Did we see this movie? How come I don't remember it? How come I don't remember liking it?" And then I started to remember it when I started to see like some of the iconic. Yeah, when it's not just like and racing and violence, and then guns and violence. Which yeah, because I was like, "Whatever, it. I don't care about gun about gangs and motorcycles, and who are these clowns and eh, whatever." Okay, they're, they're protesting something. I still don't really know what they're protesting. Actually. I think it's supposed to be ambiguous, but some of it is. They mention like the last prime minister was an idiot and raised taxes a bunch. Of, yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah, the disastrous tax reforms or whatever. Because I think I think you're supposed to just get the general vibe that the politicians are like feckless and greedy. It's yeah, people are not happy about taxes, but the, like there seems to be a strike, and then there's lots of people writing in graffiti, smash the strike. So there's like anti-strike sentiment on top of that. Which would make sense is if a strike goes on long enough, people are going to hate the strikers. Uh, it's just like every type of turmoil. Um, uh, also, in my notes, uh, I started calling before I settled on old boy. I was calling this kid uh, Franken Kid to Takashi. Oh, that's good. I was calling Frank Frank Kidstein. Franken Kid. Um, let's see if there's anything else of note in my notes. Um. Tetsuo does say that people were messing with his head on the operating table, apparently. So, like, that's what that's I think why I thought that the the they did something to him that they gave him the powers. Yeah, I but mean, maybe maybe they whatever they did, maybe they like kind of helped awaken it or so. I feel like they're responsible for the drugs thing because he didn't need to take drugs before. They're you know? so stupid. Like this this uh, this group of people is just the worst group of people. <laughs> To be the scientist is just like yeah, the it, doctor's an idiot. He's so in awe and so excited at like the readings he's getting and stuff that he does never stop to think like, should this keep going? Can we contain it? Like, no, he doesn't give a fuck. The military guy just thinks like it's got to be the military way, no matter what. Although he kind of is almost right. Like at the point, the point with how bad Tetsuo has gotten, like there is no time to say, well, what about the budget? Like some <laughs> somebody has to tell the interplanetary laser thing to shoot yeah. this kid. It's, it's kind of a good thing. I mean, it doesn't really work, but it almost did. Took his arm off. This guy's pro shooting kids. He's, I mean, I think in this specific circumstance, <laughs> fuck them kids. Listen up, everyone. <laughs> don't, if you don't want your kid to get lasered, don't let your kid turn into whatever the fuck this kid is. Um, I forgot about that laser, and that laser was cool. Yeah, they call it SOL, which is funny. Soul. Because it's like, yeah, it's like sun, but it's also like they're shit out of luck. It's the mm. only laser they have. They're SOL. I'm guessing it's like satellite orbital laser, something like that. Yeah. Um, Some people call my mom soul. Oh, okay. That's good. <laughs> um. I also do like that when he jumps up to fuck with the laser, he somehow knows how to hack it or whatever. That there's no yeah. sound. There's no sound in space. He's yeah. just up there, and you don't hear any of it because it's accurate. No one can hear you scream. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I like that Kaneda actually succeeds in doing damage to him in part because he's using the future laser weapon, but also because he's like he's disarming him with words and then shooting him when he's distracted. So he's very smart about that. I do love the conversation with 
he's charging his uh he's using the other guy's bike to charge the laser's batteries and then that kid's bike explodes and he's like well it's just a bike and he's like well why don't we use yours and he's like well uh (laughs) he's like i don't know about that he's so funny he's the man yeah it's in the beginning though i'm like i don't like him they're like they're atta- they're just doing stupid gang fights. They're like it's it's hurting civilians, blah blah blah. But then it's like, yeah, this is the guy, and he's very brave, and yeah, he's got to do it. He's got the cool red jacket. I forgot where I read that apparently K and Ryu are brother and sister. That that's their connection. Oh, okay. I didn't catch that. I feel like I read that somewhere. That kind of is- makes sense because she's not really like a love interest. Oh right, yeah, she's not really like a love interest for him. At one point, Canada uh, is like, does he know about me? <laughs> he says it twice. But he's like, does he know about us? Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, wait. One thing I liked, too, when like Kay is just doing a bunch of exposition while they're in the prison cell, I feel like that could have been such a static scene, but she's like walking around the cell the whole time. Mm. Yeah, like which is nice. Miles wouldn't have noticed that, but I was like, it's nice that she's walking around. Yeah. Okay, it, it, at some point, maybe in the comic, he says that, that Ryu says that he's Kei's brother, but it is implied that this is not the case. So maybe just as cover. And Miles, you kind of put terrorist in quotes before because it turns out that he's actually like under command of Nezu. Yeah, one of the council members. Right, one of the other government agencies, yeah. Which is funny because he, he's named Nezu, which like isn't, is it Nezumi? Doesn't that mean like mouse? And he kind of looks like a fucking mouse. Yeah. He's got the big front teeth. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I see it. He dies because he eats a million pills. <laughs> he does. I was wondering, like, yeah, why does are he these eat- pills helping or why hurting? Why is he eating so many pills? <laughs> like, maybe they're pills for his heart condition, but it's not helping. Or, yeah, is he doing, like, uppers and running around the city? Hmm. Yeah, One time this, I tried to fit as much gum as I could into my mouth, but I oh didn't no. die. Yeah, gum is probably better for you than eating a hundred pills. True. This is a good anti-drug movie, you know? No one's doing good with the drugs in this movie. Okay. Right. That's the, main me- that's the main takeaway, I think. Yeah. But yeah, it's like this even... The movie was sponsored by Dare. Yeah, it was. Drug awareness resistance education is that it i think it's drug abuse okay that makes way more sense otherwise i was like you're resisting drug abuse education what um this is an america thing folks (sighs) yeah um even the gore in this movie just looks beautiful i love when uh Kay shoots her first guard in like the waterways and then he just sort of falls down his like blood floating like mm-hmm. in the muddy ass water, I was like, "That Into looks the cool." Sewage. It just looks cool, even though another guy shows up and pukes over it. Is that Kaneda? <laughs> no, no, no. A different guard, I think, pukes about it. Oh, I don't think Kaneda does that. Somehow, Kaneda is okay with all this violence, probably because he's used to hitting other bikers in the face with a pipe or his foot. Fuck those clowns. Fuck clowns. I love they're apparently called capsules. They just love pills. <laughs> Wait, their gang is called the capsules? I believe so. Oh, oh I like that. Hey, I'm gonna get an Akira tattoo, okay? What is it gonna be? I don't know. The Akira written in katakana or whatever? The stuff they paint. What were you gonna say, Jackie? Sorry. Me? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I not fa- not about Miles's tattoo. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I think I think I was for about Miles's tattoo. I was I was going to say the tattoo as a giant blob absorbing everything. But um, yeah, I want that blob tattoo. <laughs> he turns into a big baby. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I wrote at one point Akira is there. Yeah, it was kind of weird how Akira's like not Akira's like dead, right? Or just like a bunch of organs and glasses, but then like. The kids feel his presence or something. I think they what was that all about. They bring him back. Like I think they're combining their energy mm-hmm. with his like open organs, and they and he like reconstitute himself. His design is like pretty much taken whole cloth from another anime. 
that the manga author like saw this kid in a different anime and was like he's like perfect like his innocence or whatever mm-hmm. would be perfect for Akira. Yeah, because for a minute when when Tetsuo is getting super mega jumbo, they show the kids all like on their knees facing Akira's organs. And I was like, oh, man, it, it looks like so bleak. It looks like they're just worshiping Akira while they get ready to die. Mm. But then later it seems like they called him back. Yeah, to me, it looked like they were praying. Yeah. So many randos die in this movie. Every so many a people of, die. A lot of deaths. You know that song, uh, People Who Died? That's about this movie. No. All right, fine. Never mind. It's a good Oh, good right. Song. I wrote down, uh, Canada catches a tiny little beam ball. I would not put my hands under that thing. <laughs> Do you see? Like, it was like, it was like the big, like, everything exploded. And then what? He catches like a, t- a little piece of it. I think that's it. like the new universe a or something. Oh, really? I think so. Because then you hear like something, somebody say, my like, name is oh, Tetsuo. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. He's like, my name <laughs> he, is Tetsuo. He whispers. I thought yeah. that was like a flashback or something. Oh, yeah. The kid, <laughs> you guys were talking about the guy with the tie. Or you, you were talking about, like, I wrote down uh, he's wearing like a Christmas outfit because he has a green shirt and a red tie. Was it that kid that you were talking about from the gang? Yes. I think, I think Ka- so. his name is Kai. We should make. There's Kai and Kay. There's too many. On a bike similar. at one point, there's Kai, Kaneda, and Kay. Kay. Kai, Kay, and Kaneda. And I don't like that. That's too many Ks together. Break them up. Cool movie. It's a cool movie. Those are all my notes. And it's apparently also another part of its conception. The manga itself was the author said that he'd seen post-apocalyptic work, but he'd never seen apocalyptic work where there's an apocalypse in the middle of it. Mm. So again, the manga continues. I'm dying to know what it is. So I've been like learning a little bit, but also dodging spoilers for the manga. So, um, I already know one character that dies here does live in the manga, so that's cool. Not everyone dies yet. That's good. Uh, yeah, and I'm glad that the laser stuff with Kaneda, I'm glad it does weaken him a little bit, that he has weaknesses, because it would just, at this point, it's like they fired everything at this kid. It's so annoying At a, after a certain point when nothing can hurt somebody. You're like, yeah. well, come on. How, how, like He got real powerful really quickly. Yeah. I, th- I think that's really what makes him unique to the other kids is just that he seemed to adapt to it all very fast. Mm. He didn't He didn't get old. He just got a fucked up hairline. Yeah. <laughs> he just started to go bald. But, you know, he's like, it's like oh. they might, they aged like 60 years or whatever and he, or like 70, 80 years and he aged like 40 years. <laughs> His head just got big. Um, Otomo, by the way, he also directed a few things after this movie. He apparently mostly directs like visuals instead of writing manga. He did the anime Metropolis, which I'm interested in because it's just like, I think it's an anime telling of the movie Metropolis. I never seen the movie. From, I want like, the 1920s. I want to see it. Um, we should watch both for this podcast. Otomo also directed a live action adaptation of Mushishi. Which one's Mushishi? Oh, really? Mushishi's the one where the main character can talk to these little spirits that live in things. Oh. We watched that, right? Yeah, we did. You finished the the season, I believe. I've almost finished the season. All right. Well, whatever. I thought you finished season one, but not two or something. I don't know. Um, I've seen a lot of shit, but I haven't finished that yet. I've seen a lot of fucked up shit. All right. I've seen a guy... I've seen his guts fall out of him. I've seen a uh, floor turn into milk. I've seen a guy's arm explode all fleshy with a bunch of wires in it. I've seen one movie. Um, <laughs> how are you doing with Hajime no Ippo? The second um, new Hajime. I think I'm two episodes in. Okay, good. Good, good, good. It's good. Thanks, Mark. No problem. I won't ask, did it fall off of a truck or something? Don't. Don't worry about it. It was never officially okay. released in English, so okay, it's okay. necessary evils. Did, sort of like it, the season one came out and season three came out on Crunchyroll, but not this season. I don't know, man. I, here's the thing. I understand that people make money off intellectual properties, copyrights, you know, getting checks for things while they're not working on them exclusively, but 
intellectual property is fucking stupid and annoying and you should just just make art and i'm glad that akira is on multiple streaming services so a lot of people can see it it's on crunchyroll it's on hulu i think there's a version on netflix that also might be 4k but yeah basically the people who are real like cinema files cinephiles they say like don't watch the 4k one watch the 1080p version from 2010 but i don't I couldn't find any info on which streaming services, if any, carry that version. So I cannot compare them. This is not Blu-ray.com. We do not have surround in our house. We have a sound <laughs> it bar. It doesn't matter. Like, the movie was powerful when it came out in 88 on whatever format it came out in. Like, you should just watch it. It's so good. Yeah, I mean... But maybe the new visuals did elevate it for me, Miles. Maybe seeing it in like 480p off of VHS or whatever, maybe I was like, this movie's okay. And the clarity made it better. Probably not. It's probably all the other stuff. Seeing other anime too, seeing lots of different anime from all over like different time periods and then rewatching this, it's like, oh, this was special. Overall, I give it a 28 out of 28. How about you guys? Why 28? Is that's how many kids there are or whatever? Yeah, that's Akira's number. He's subject 28. Oh, okay. Which is a reference to Tetsujin 28. Does um Tetsuo have a number? I guess he's... Well, he might be past out. 28. So mm. I don't know if, if, you're, if you're willing to do that. I mean, you can, but we've never gone over the numbers on this show because... We usually don't do numbers. They're made up. I just think of numbers. I'm looking. Also numbering children, just like an Eva. Holy shit. Or um, Stranger Things. Do you think it's a Stranger Things reference? Oh, you think this is a reference to Stranger Things that came out 30 years later? Yeah. Actually, Stranger Things has a lot of... Like very similar to this in a lot of ways yeah that's true yeah this definitely inspired that and the movie chronicle have you seen that Uh, chronicles of narnia yeah no doubt no 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 chronicle no that movie's not bad uh looper apparently took a lot of inspiration ryan johnson said that looper took inspiration in terms of like some of the psychic abilities i guess they're psychics or something something took inspiration from akira in Looper. Apparently Star Wars The Clone Wars does the bike slide at one point, which is fun. Ryan Johnston is a good director. Eh, I didn't really love Knives Out. And the Star Wars movie was okay. I didn't like how jokey it was. But he's got some good stuff. Yeah, I liked um, Brick. I enjoyed Brick when I saw it. Don't know if I could do it again. It was goo. Oh, yeah, that kid is Takashi. Wow, that's weird. What? What's weird? Just, I would think Takeshi is a very common Japanese name. Mm. Takashi? Yeah, I, I thought it was Takeshi this whole time. Huh. But I guess it's Takashi. Uh, apparently, also, like, when it came time for this to officially be imported in 2000 or 2001. Pioneer spent $1 million for the redub. So they really spared no expense in uh, in importing this. That was the peak of society. 2001? They spent indiscriminate amounts of money on anime. Yeah. Could happen again. One day. Um. Yeah, I think that's all she wrote. I don't know. I feel like this isn't the way we're going to go. It's not going to be one big cataclysm. We're just going to become more and more complacent about all the like bad things that are happening until it's too late. Well, that's the thing here is that like one of the themes is that this is cyclical, right? They explode themselves in 1988 and then in 2019. And I'm guessing at the end of the Akira manga, nobody looks at the reader and says, this will never happen again. Mm. I'm not sure. I haven't read it yet, but I'm guessing nobody says there will never be a giant explosion. And there were 
apocalypses in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, but Hiroshima is still a thing. They rebuilt it. So these big disasters, like none of them can kill us all, you know, as a species will live on. If that's a victory, I am not sure, but nothing's going to get us all. So we just got to stay away from all the angry people somewhere. I don't know where. All right. Maybe all right, I'll do underground. Maybe like Palau or one of those cities in the South Pacific. Mm. I don't know. Next week's show is TBD. That isn't short for Tetsuo's big dynamic. That means to be determined, to, <laughs> to be, be decided, continued. to be done. <laughs> uh, but you can follow us on Twitter. We'll announce it there. Twitter.com. Tetsuo. I'm, I'm sorry. I made a huge mistake just now. You can follow us on X. You can go no. to X. Is it X.com? I don't even know. Can we get off? Let's find another platform. Yeah, people are on it. It's Damn it. so stupid. It's XCOM the video game. Find mm. us an XCOM hiding, pretending to be humans, but we're X, aliens. XTube. There's probably a Twitter.com slash JJBpod probably still works. We're on the formerly bird app, JJBpod. You can also email us. We are JoJo'sBizarrePod at Gmail. Dot com. There is a Discord for this podcast uh, and our listeners that a listener started. So check the link in the description to find it. That's probably the best way. I don't know what the fuck would happen if you just typed our name into Discord. Something weird. There could be a trap. I don't know. I've never tried it. Um, other than that, we will see you next week when we don't explode. Goodbye. Bye. Cut it out.